Welcome to the Humanity Matters broadcast. I'm Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice. This is the podcast where we wrestle with the important question, what does it mean to be human? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Dr. Philip Fletcher, your host at the Humanity Matters broadcast. We've been on a hiatus for a minute, just been reading and reflecting and uh, developing new content. So, you know, as I look at my podcast, I look at it as an opportunity to drop what I would like to call albums, intellectual albums, albums that uh, just delve into some of the uh, things we may not talk about on a daily basis. So I'm excited about this new album. Uh, that I'm calling Human Dignity. And so we'll be launching this new four-part series with a slight introduction on the day. And so let's get into, you know, why this topic is important. You know, our interactions with one another are contingent on our view of each other. So whether we are at home or whether we're out in the marketplace, you know, shopping, uh, hanging out with friends, going to our uh, local businesses in our religious settings, uh, our interactions are influenced by how we view one another. And so, you know, we're social creatures. Uh, we're people who at some point in the day require the interaction of another person in order to accomplish our tasks and purposes. Uh, we are not, you know, self-made men and women. We are men and women, uh, persons who are dependent on the interactions of other people. And so it's contingent that since we're interacting with one another, that we have a proper view and understanding of who we are. So we need a fundamental understanding of who we are as human beings, uh, which influences our social interactions, our political interactions, our economic, our religious uh, understandings. It's important uh, because, you know, as I believe you, we are God's highest creation. Uh, we are special in a lot of ways. And it's important that we have a fundamental understanding of who we are, because without it, uh, human beings are subject to the whims and opinions, uh, which can introduce all types of harm. I mean, we can look throughout history when people have a uh, low view of human beings, all types of things can happen. Wars can happen. Slavery happens. Genocide can happen. Um, and so we need a fundamental understanding of who we are as human beings. So who's this for? Well, it's for all of us, all of us human beings, us uh, persons who walk upright or, or who may be in wheelchairs or uh, from the littlest baby all the way up to the oldest person. Uh, this album is for you. It's for all of us. If we look at our current context, I mean, wow, look how we speak to one another. Look how we interact with one another, and how we characterize uh, each other. We use all types of pejoratives. We put people in boxes. Um, we usually put people in boxes in order to categorize them in such a way that is negative. And so this is for all of us. It's for faith leaders, secondly. So I'm proceeding from a Christian perspective. Uh, it's thoroughgoing uh, in regards to the dignity and worth of human beings. And this can be helpful in understanding our place in this universe, in this world, 
Right. Wherever that you live and whatever particular city or rural area that you're in, I believe we need to have a transcendent perspective of who we are as human beings. You know, third, uh, there's something here uh, that we'll be looking at for those who are in businesses and who are organizational leaders. So I'm thinking about for profit leaders. I'm thinking about nonprofit leaders. I'm thinking about people who are not leaders, but are will be characterized as uh, courageous followers and whether they're in Hobby Lobby or Target or some small business or whether they're in some type of uh, nonprofit. Uh, you know, if you employ at least one person, uh, that person more than likely spends more time with you than his or her family. Think about that for a second. That individual or that group of people that you employ, whether it's in a for-profit or nonprofit organization, more than likely, they're spending more time with you than the persons that they live with. And you're spending more time with them than the family that you uh, live with. And so, you know, what does this mean for your leadership? Man? What, how, what, how does human dignity uh, influence leadership and followership? You know, having what Chapman and Sadoa call, quote, a humanizing leadership. Um, so the relationship you know, between human dignity and organizational leaders. And I'm thinking, once again, uh, for those who run a typical for-profit business or a non-profit business, I believe it has a significant uh, impact on understanding the difference between the what and the why of organizations. So essentially, the what of our organizations is the services that an organization provides. You know, for you're thinking about a non-profit, they typically provide a service. If it's a for-profit, they're providing a service, but also a product. And so that's the what of the organization. But more importantly is the why of the organization. And I believe just uh, in my reading and reflecting over the last uh, few months, the why of our organization are the people, the men and women who are doing the work, the men and women who are in taking their time, their talents, their resources, their intelligence. Uh, their knowledge, their experience, uh, and they are critical and influential in the production of the what. And so because of that, uh, organizations and organizational leaders, we have a, a very high responsibility to care for the men and women of our organizations. They are the why. Uh, of, of of our organizations. And I, I think it's very important uh, for leaders to have a proper view of these men and women who are coming to work on a daily basis, who are giving us their time away from their families in order to do something uh, amazing for your organization. And, you know, hey, let's talk about politicians for a second. What about politicians and human dignity? Um, you know, if you're considering uh, running for public office or you're a politician, uh, this album is also for you. So last year, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, interview a wide range of politicians. You can check it out on this podcast. It's called the Meet the Candidate series. And last year I was able to sit with a, a congressman, Congressman French Hill, uh, all the way down to uh, a young lady who was running for city council. 
uh, the name of Tara Ward. And so, you know, from the national level all the way down to the city level, was able to meet with candidates and ask them uh, questions about poverty and uh, their view of men and women made in the image and likeness of God. And so in that series, you know, one of the driving themes was investigating the responsibility of political leaders uh, to identify and remove barriers to human flourishing. How could political leaders uh, develop policies that cleared the way so that men and women could flourish as human beings? And so this thought uh, came from an author, uh, Dr. Martha Nussbaum, and I recommend her work. And at the end of this uh, podcast today, I'll give you all some resources that y'all can check out. And she wrote this book uh, called Creating Capabilities. So, you know, relating human dignity to the vocation of politicians and policy development, I hope politicians or those who are considered running for office would uh, have in the forefront of their mind the idea of being and doing, that who we are should precede what we do as human beings. And so what would a policy you know, look like when politicians consider who people are in their specific context? And from that, what people are able to do in that particular context. Uh, you know, the ultimate goal, I hope, is that we would, uh, these politicians uh, would produce policies which prioritize human dignity over and against revenues and expenses, you know, taxes, uh, legislation, which is, has harmful, unintended consequences, uh, that they would prioritize, you know, human dignity uh, above special interest groups, regardless of political ideology. And so, you know, this is who it's for. It's for all of us. It's for faith leaders. It's for uh, business leaders. It's for nonprofit leaders. It's for politicians and those who are considering running for office, you know? So, hey, we'll be back in a minute. And after a word from our sponsor, I'll be hitting y'all up with a definition of human dignity and some resources that you guys can check out. What's going on, everybody? It's Dr. Philip Fletcher. Welcome back to the Humanity Matters broadcast. Hey, go check out our sponsor. So how are we defining human dignity? So I've got a working definition that I'll be using. Like any working definition, it's going to be massaged and clarified. But I just want to provide everybody, um, when I'm using the word human dignity, what is running in the background? What is the foundation that I'm standing on? And so uh, the working definition we'll be using is the following, that human dignity is the objective reality. Men and women are possessing a substantive and active quality, which is common to all persons, regardless of a particular biology, social standing, economic standing, or ethnic circumstance. Human dignity affirms objectively the unique and unrepeatable character of persons who are capable of transcendent relationship and imminent fellowship with other persons to accomplish individual and group purposes, which contribute to the common good of the person and society. So there's like three parts to that definition, uh, but essentially it's this, is an objective reality. Uh, second, that we're unique and unrepeatable. And third, that we have the capacity for relationship in order to accomplish our purposes that uh, are individual and collective in nature. And so, uh, this dignity is to be affirmed. You're going to hear me use that word a lot. It needs to be uh, built up. It has to be recognized. It has to be celebrated. It needs to be the starting point for all of our other decisions. 
Okay, so whether that's socially or economically or politically, the beginning and end is the human being, the person. And so what is it that we have to do and what are the things we should not do and what are the things we are not doing that we should be doing to affirm uh, this objective reality that men and women um, are unique and unrepeatable and that this dignity uh, does not rise or fall based off of some social standing or economic standing or biology or ethnicity or how we came into uh, the world. And so uh, here's some helpful resources as we come to a close. Uh, one is the Bible. Hey, just letting y'all know, be uh, referring to scripture, Christian scripture. Uh, second, I recommend this book called Personalism, A Critical Introduction. And it's by Dr. Rufus Barrow. gives an outstanding introduction uh, concerning the philosophy of personalism is a uh, philosophy that has greatly impacted my life and influences how I write and speak in the work that I do on a daily basis. Uh, another great resource is the Compendium of the Social Doctrine of the Church, and this is published by the Pontifical Council for Justice and Peace. Now, that's a Catholic doctrine, uh, but it's something that, you know, if you just want to read and get a better understanding a view of human dignity. I greatly commend that resource to you. And then another book called Everybody Matters, The Extraordinary Power of Caring for Your People Like Family. And this is by Bob Chapman and Ross Sedosia. So um, that is a great book. And so, uh, you know, as we head into a close, you know, human dignity is important because uh, it shapes our interactions. You know, right now here in the state of Arkansas, uh, we've got people that are experiencing floods, you know, and so how do we respond to these men and women? Uh, do we respond to them uh, based off of their uh, life as a human being or do we respond to them based off of some type of affiliation, some type of group that they belong to or don't belong to? That's something that we have to investigate. You know, uh, let's think about our political situation right now. There's a lot of back and forth, a lot of ugliness. Um, how we treat one another because someone votes one way or another. Someone has a particular uh, political view. Somebody supports a particular candidate. Um, and because of their support for that particular uh, position or candidate, um, people are perceived in a specific way. You know, how we perceive that individual, how we respond to them, are we considering first are we affirming their dignity as a human being? And so I would just like to, you know, keep those uh, in the forefront of your mind and, and basically ask, you know, that age old adage, you know, how would you want to be treated? How would I want to be treated as a human being? If I'm in pain, how would I want to be treated? If I'm giving my opinion, how do I want to be treated? If I'm voicing something uh, that is important to me, how do I want to be treated? And that's the things that we're going to be going through and investigating over the next uh, four weeks as we dig into this album, Human Dignity. And so I thank you for your time. And as always, hey, check out uh, the variety of resources on the website, philipfletcher.org. Check out this podcast. Scroll back through the archives and see some of the uh, earlier episodes. And I'll be getting back with you all next week. Y'all take care.
This has been Humanity Matters Podcast, discussing and reflecting on theology, philosophy, leadership, and nonprofits. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org, or you can shoot us an email, leave us a comment, email us at humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Like us on YouTube under Humanity Matters. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. If we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible.